Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 390 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Florencia Sterla. Florencia lives in the D.C. area, and she works as a government contractor in the public health realm. Welcome, Florencia. Hi, how are you, Jen? I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm super excited to talk to you today. You know I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Okay, so I would have to say around June of 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, I was meeting up with my nephews. I was buying them lunch and I had asked them, well, ask your mom what she wants. And they're like, nothing. And I'm like, well, that's odd. Okay. You know, after I kept trying to, are you sure she doesn't want anything? It's a free lunch, you know? So I 
go there, eat with them, eat some good Mexican food. And then I ask Amy, what's going on? And she's like, well, I'm doing this intermittent fasting. So she told me all about it. She even forwarded me uh, the audible, the delay, don't deny. Okay. So I, I listened to that. And the next day I was like, okay, I'm starting. Awesome. So it was very quick. I started, I loved how I felt. I pretty quickly went on to about 19 hour fasted. I realized that I was never a breakfast person. I always had a late lunch because I I realized that when I would eat lunch at noon, I'd want to go to bed. I did right. not want to keep working. <laughs> so I would always eat around three or four and then I would have one more hour to go and then I would go home and it didn't matter. And I also realized that a lot of the eating the breakfast and lunch was more what society always said to me. Oh, you have to eat three to five meals a day for your metabolism. Da, 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 da. So that's why I love the fasting because it was okay for me to skip meals and I felt great. So you, you never felt like you wanted to eat all throughout the day. You were just doing what we all did is following the advice of yes. eat frequently to boost your metabolism. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And also up until this point, I had gotten to a, a place in my life where I just felt like I couldn't figure out what was good for me as far as food went, what I could eat, what I couldn't eat. Well, you know, is high fat bad? Is high carb bad? Is I was a vegetarian for many years, but I still wouldn't eat here and there. And I remember seeing a nutritionist a few years ago who said, oh, being a vegetarian is what's killing you. You're better what? off eating meat. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I was like, okay. So I would eat meat here and there, but I've always been more of a pescatarian. I like eating fish when I'm out to dinner. I don't, I don't like cooking it at home. And I tend to eat just a lot of veggies. I've always liked, I've enjoyed that. So anyway, so I, for me, fasting kind of just solved all my issues with food. I didn't have to think about what was I going to eat all day, all the time. I just I'm had just to still worry. trying to come back to what that, it was a nutritionist, you said? Yep. Did the nutritionist want you to eat only meat? I mean, she pretty much said, well, eating beans and lentils, you know, that's a complex carbohydrate. So right? it's not good for you. It's actually okay. making you gain weight. And okay. So this was a nutritionist who was under the carbs are bad kind of umbrella. Yeah. Okay. And it was, a, and it was a nutritionist I never saw again. Cause I was just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> well, how come I would want to ask her? <laughs> I found in a medical journal that the number one food linked to longevity all over the world is beans. Exactly. <laughs> Blue zones. I Imagine mean, like, how much longer they would have lived if they had not been eating the beans. I mean, that right. obviously I'm being sarcastic, but. No, but I mean, that's, and that's when I realized, you know, everyone has their opinions about right. what's good for you, what's not good for you. And I just got so overwhelmed by everything because even fish, I always right. loved eating salmon, but not if it's farmed. I know right. that if it's wild, it's better for you, but if it's farmed, so I got to a point where I was just overwhelmed by what do I eat? On top of all this, I've had thyroid issues for about <laughs> probably since my late 20s. It just wasn't diagnosed until my mid 30s. And I have gained weight, you know, I'm one of those people that gained like 30 pounds in a month. And I was just oh, like, wow. what's so going you, on? You've had, you've had a lot of struggles then with I that. Have, yeah. And, and, you know, and looking back, I know that my struggle has been 
So I'm 5'9". My mom is now 4'11", <laughs> but she was always like five feet, not too tall. My sister is about 5'2", five 5'3". Five My dad was 5'6". So where did you come from? Exactly. So that's always <laughs> been the, why am I so tall? Right. My parents are Argentinian. I grew mm -hmm. up in Argentina. And in Argentina, the average height for a female is not 5'9". It's right. probably five feet. You know, I have no idea, but it's not my height. So at a young age, I was looked at, why does she weigh so much? Why, you know, and I, and unfortunately, I mean, I don't blame my mom, but you know, they did compare me and my sister to each other. And while my sister was not getting taller and I was passing her in height, <laughs> I was, I weighed more and she right. weighed less. So I remember kind of I don't, I wouldn't say it was particular. I diet I was put on at, at a young age, but I remember talking to a doctor telling me, Oh, you should eat, you know, this in the morning and this at lunch. So I remember at an early age recognizing that I was overweight and that, and that you were different also. And how much of that was just that you were taller, right? You know, when you look at the number on the scale, it's really easy to just compare a weight and say, Well, my sister weighs, I'm just going to make up a number. She's 5'2". Let's just say my sister weighs 115 exactly. and I weigh 140. No, I think I weigh more like, yeah, 160. I weigh so, 160. That's too much. You just say, but but you're 5'6". It's for someone who, I mean, 5'9". Five, five, for nine, someone who's 5'9 versus 5'2". That's seven inches different in height. You're exactly. supposed to weigh more than her. If you didn't, you would be like really sick. <laughs> exactly. Right? And But it's just something that, so this is where Amy comes back in the picture. So Amy is my brother's ex, uh, my brother's ex-wife, the mother okay. of my nephews. She is 5'11". Okay. So, and when her and my brother has, they were high school sweethearts. So when mm -hmm. they got, you know. Is she also from dating, Argentina? No, she's. Okay. From here, she was, I think she was actually born in Switzerland, but she, she lived here her whole life. And she was, she was like, I, I think she told me she wore a size 12. And I was like, oh, that's similar to my size. Because I think at that point I wore a size 14. And she's like, well, yeah, you're, you're tall, Flo. You're never going to wear a size right. 2 or size 0, which was always my goal. Because that's what my sister wore. Right. So it's, you know, it's unfortunate. Like, I know my parents didn't mean anything by it. But unfortunately, my sister and I, I compared myself to my sister and my sister probably compared herself to me as to why aren't I tall? Why right. aren't I, you know, why is she a head taller? Because everyone thought I was older and she was two years older than me. So, you I've know, I've actually got nieces like that. Um, my, my brother and, and his wife, they have two daughters and the younger one is the one who got the tall jeans. <laughs> and that, that's she is, you know, a couple years younger, but she is taller and bigger. And, and the, the older one got the tiny little mama's petite jeans. Yes. And yes. I just, you know, so far they don't seem to be having any kind of problem with it. But I, you know, I, I, so far I haven't heard my younger niece say anything about it, but hopefully she is not internalizing it. Right. 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 Because like with me, I, you know, you know, look, you know, looking back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I look back at what I looked like in high school. And even though I thought I was fat and huge, I looked amazing. Right. Better than I do now. Or I felt like, I, I mean, I was definitely thinner than I am now. But in my head, it, I was not a size two. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I was fat or I was overweight or whatever. And 
even though no one was really saying that to me, I already had internalized that at a very young age. You know, I remember going to the pharmacy in Argentina and they would have like a big scale <laughs> that you would get on. <laughs> and they would always have to move my, you know, the old school, they oh, would have yeah. to move the middle. I'm like, just move it up to 200, you know, like don't right. even bother. It. So anyway, so I definitely was a yo-yo dieter my whole life. And it you know, I mean, I've, I've done everything. I mean, as when a did you first start dieting? Like when, when was the first time you were like, okay, I've got to do something and I've got to diet. So I would think, I would say individual uh, uh, by myself as a teenager. Okay. You know, I, I just, I would just, I wanted to wear size two jeans. I wanted to get, get the guest jeans. Yeah. Remember with a little triangle, I've I never do. been able to buy those because they never made them bigger than size 12. So, wow. <laughs> that's and something see, I remember. That's yeah. so sad for, for young Florencia because you you yeah. wanted to be a size two and your body, I mean, your body was never a size two as you grew boop right past that. Yeah. And I never, I've never gone under size 12 ever yeah. from all the diets I've ever done or, you know, I've had my weight losses, but I've never really been able to move past size 12 because right. I also have hips and a butt right. and all that. So you've got a big <laughs> skeleton as well, uh, right? Yeah. Like we stripped off everything. You've right, got, right. you you've are, are a tall person yeah. with yeah. a large frame. And yes. if we could do nothing else, but teach people to recognize that we have differences based on our frame, right? right. We, we're right. not all going to be the same. Right. The height, yeah. the height definitely. And also, yeah, I, you know, I'm Hispanic in the sense where I have the butt and, you know, I'm curvy. I'm a right. curvy type. So yeah. let's just say that. And that's what, and that's something I started accepting about myself uh, over the years. Well, I am not this, I'm never going to be skinny because I'm curvy. So I'm always going to have the curves. And, and like I said, slowly I started accepting, oh, I just want to get to a size 10. At that right. point, I'm like, just a size 10. Like I was never happy with the size I was. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Until now, when I look back and I'm like, right. that was awesome. <laughs> What's the you saying? You should have been happy. <laughs> I wish I was the size I was when I first thought I was fat. That's the saying, right? Oh, totally. Because yeah. I mean, I weighed 160 and I thought like that was right. my high school weight. And I, oh, I need to say something real quick. If I don't know if anybody can hear this or not. I don't know if it'll come through on the um, recording, but my neighbor is remodeling their condo and they're in the hallway. The workmen are like sawing tile. Can you hear it, Florencia? Very, very little. Okay. Not really. Well, I just want to tell You're everybody, right. if you hear something in the background <laughs> that sounds like someone is doing construction, they are. They've they been are. doing it all, all week. Oh, God. <laughs> and I can't say stop record, stop doing that. I'm recording. They have to. It's all the title. Anyway, so, so you, were, you were 160. Was that in high school? Yeah, that was in high school. And then um, when I got to college, you know, I had the freshman 15 I had that freedom of I can eat whatever I want. Right. Um, I don't have anyone looking at me. Oh, you're going to have that cookie or whatever, you know? So I, I gained the weight. And then I, I want to say it was the summer of my freshman year, maybe sophomore year. I can't remember. I, um, my mom told me about a friend that had done a liquid diet at GW Hospital and it was with doctors and they would give you EKGs and they did all kinds of medical things where it was safe to do that. So I, I, I did that. <laughs> it, 
you know, liquid diet. So yeah, of course I lost weight. I was also young, Mm -hmm. you know, as a 20 something year old, you lose weight quickly. Very quickly with that. Yeah. Very quickly. I think I lost like 35 pounds in one summer and, and, you know, but of course I didn't keep it off. I mean, I think the following year I was back to, you know, 175 and slowly creeping back up. Yeah, because it yo yoed back up even higher than you were, because that's really what the body does. Your the body's like, oh no, there's no more food. All we have is this weird liquid, <laughs> and so it slows your metabolism. You lose the weight, but it slows your metabolism, and then you gain it back. And when you gain it back, you actually gain back more fat, and you don't rebuild the muscle that you had lost. So you're exactly. actually flabbier than you were. Before I did that yo-yo up and down. I never did a liquid diet just because I, just, <laughs> I did the shakes programs, but I right. they all I always chose the one that had the sensible dinner, right? Uh, right, right, <laughs> and yeah, and this like I think I could eat like soup. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's still liquid. And, that sounds awful. You know, I mean, I like I soup. Mean, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, it was just not. You know, it's okay. I I moved past it. I was right. like, okay, I probably will never do that again. And then. I would say like in my, I would say post-college is when I was, I started Weight Watchers. I was just like, okay, what is this about? You know? And I, I turned everything into points right. and in my head, I'm like, I can eat that because it's two points or whatever. And I was able to, again, lose weight, but I never quite got under 200 again. Every time I lost weight, I would kind of get stuck where I'm at now, actually around 210, like around that okay. area. And, you know, but I, you know, so I did it. That was kind of like your body's set point, right? At this point, yeah. And, you know, the thing about our body's set points, I really have looked into that and tried to find like some solid science on why we have the set point. I haven't been able to either. I found a lot of theory. A lot of people have theories about set point. All we know is, yeah, that seems to be true. (laughs) But for whatever reason, we seem tend to have a set point. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by by Optimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on 
on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. And I think, I think, you know, for me, I can probably tell you my set point is probably from 20 years of doing some kind of weight loss diet and never being happy with the body I had. This right. is payback. My body is payback. <laughs> you should have accepted who you were and move on, you know. Well, by- that's certainly... I think that our diet history can change our set point. You're exactly yeah. right. And for me, fortunately, I've managed to reset my set point, whatever, you know, whatever it is, like to a new place, right, where right. I am now. But I, I think it has taken a long time yeah, to, re- yeah. to undo the damage of the diets. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, in my, I mean, I also tried Jenny Craig, you know, I'm thinking, I was thinking of all the diets, all the things I did to myself. I lasted one week on Jenny Craig. One week is how long I made it on that one. And the food was really expensive and it was just a fancy low calorie diet where they sent you the food. And I remember like the person, the on the phone person was like, so you had a great first week. You're going to. And I'm like, no, I can buy my own gross food at the grocery store. <laughs> I can look. Yeah. But then, of course, I didn't. Right. <laughs> right. 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 But, but yeah. that, you know, and also looking back, I'm like, well, that was my introduction to processed foods. Right. Those are all processed foods. They so, sure are. You know, that's not good either. No. And, you know, like what I liked about Weight Watchers was more I didn't have to buy their products if I right. didn't want to. But I still would, <laughs> you know, just, be, you know. But, Easy. Right. Easy. But I would never, you know, the box of like, I don't know, granola bars, two points, I would have more than one. I never had the little mini size. So then I'd be like, okay. I mean, I got to a point where I couldn't track. Once I was over points, I was like, done. I'm not tracking anymore. Forget it. So I was constantly, I'm on a diet. I'm off a diet. When I'm on, I'm really good, which I don't, I've taken those words out of my right. head now. But that, you know, but, those are the words you were using at the time and we've all done right. it. Yep. Right, you're being right. good or you're being bad. Like I'm going to be bad today. Yeah. Right. You know. <laughs> and when I was bad, I was bad. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah, then like, uh, you know, you were on or off at all. On uh, or at off. All, yep. And during this time is also when um, I kept getting tested for thyroid issues and they were like, no, you're fine. You're fine. I probably went and diagnosed for about 10 years mm-hmm. from my late 20s to about, like I said, my early 30s, mid 30s. And I, so I, I, I had a job when I turned 28, I got what I thought was the coolest gig, coolest job ever. And I had it for 20 years where I travel around the country wow. doing advanced arrangements for a national health survey. So I traveled anywhere from 50 to 70% of my time. I got to see the country on someone else's dime and it, it was great. I loved it. I, you know, I still love it. I miss it now. But, you know, when I would go to the doctor and I'd be like, why am I so tired? They're like, cause you travel because of it. There was always an excuse. A reason. Yeah. A yeah. reason it's why. It's your you're, age. You're getting older. Right. Right. You're exhaustion, you know? So, and then finally, one of the people that work with me, whose uh, whose wife was a nurse, he was like, Flo, you should get your thyroid checked. And I'm like, I get it checked every year. They say I'm fine. And he's like, I don't, I don't think so. You should 
try what a was he doctor. going on what made him think i think it was just like maybe my eyes mm-hmm. or I, I don't know he just looked at me maybe i just looked bloated who knows and he's like, just get it checked because my wife has it. And mm-hmm. I know the sign. And he was also a nurse. So I was like, okay. Okay. So I went to a functional medicine doctor. Yeah. And she did a battery of tests. And then she said to me, yeah, you need more T3. Your body is not making enough T3. I was like, okay. And she also said, and you have a lot of vitamin deficiencies. Like you have no vitamin D. You don't have the, there was so many, you know, I'm like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, okay, yay. I'm going to get a cocktail of medication and this is going to be fixed and I'm going right. to lose weight again. Because again, this is after I gained like 30 to 40 pounds in like a month and a half or wow. something. And I was depressed. I was just like, ah. So anyway, unfortunately, it wasn't a quick fix. <laughs> Anyone that has thyroid issues knows this. You know, it's still a battle. I still, you know, I see my doctor every three months. She changes my my medication, all that. So, but at least I knew that it wasn't just what I was eating. It was something in my body. Now, did you feel better when you started with the thyroid medication? It took a while because it took a while to find the right cocktail of medication, you know, the right Mm -hmm. numbers and all that. So, but yeah. And so then, you know, I want to pop in something real quick before. I love that you kept looking and you found a functional medicine doctor. Because that really is, you know, now that I, the more I've, I've gotten to understand the, the yeah. medical field, and I now have lots of friends who are func- in the functional medicine space through a health and wellness group I'm a part of, and I really understand the difference that a functional medicine doctor doesn't just treat blood work. Your doctor treats the way you feel, right? And, and if, and try and, and they know, look at the whole picture, right. they're not just making, you know, for my thyroid, most doctors test one thing. They tested six different things. Your right. reverse T3, your teeth. I don't even understand everything. Like I still go and I'm like, whatever you say. Because exactly. It, You're the expert. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I also learned you're your best, you're your best advocate. Yeah. Like no one's going to look out for you if you don't look out for yourself. And so the reason I wanted to go down that rabbit hole for a second is because everybody who's listening, you know, it is not your doctor's fault. I am not anti-doctor. I, you know, just like, you know, teachers, doctors, we all go into these professions because we want to help people. Your doctor is a doctor because your doctor wants to help people, period. And it's a hard profession. It's, It's a lot. But not all doctors understand just because it's their training, right? And mm-hmm. so they haven't really been trained about all that stuff. And so, you know, I know a lot of people, like I said, in the functional medicine space who were traditional doctors and then realized there was another way and they had to go out and get extra training and yeah. learn more. They had to learn how to put the pieces together. But we are more than just our parts, right? We're, we're it's, it's the parts all together, not in isolation. You ever heard the story of the blind men and the elephant? No. Okay. It's a, it's a, like a fable kind of a thing where the blind men all go and they touch an elephant and, and someone's like, Oh, tell us what the elephant was like. And one of the blind men says, Oh, it's like a rope. An elephant is like a rope because he touched the tail. Okay. And another blind man is like, No, no, the elephant is not like a rope. The elephant is like a snake because that blind man touched the trunk. Right. But, <laughs> and another was like, Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, it's like a tree trunk. He touched the leg. And the other right. blind man's like, No, it's a, like a wall because he touched the side. But you know, the elephant is like all of those things. But if you're That's only funny. looking at a tiny little thing, you're going to miss 
the big picture. And so that's why I love functional medicine so very much. And guys that are all of you listening, be your own best health advocate, find a functional medicine doctor in your area or even online that can work with you virtually these days. There are a lot of people that can work with you virtually. You know, don't ask me to recommend one. I can't do that, but you can find one that will work with you and get to the bottom of it. And I would have to say the only unfortunate thing about functional medicine is that your insurance doesn't cover it. Not always. Yeah. But you just have to remember your health, Mm -hmm. your well-being is more worth it than a pair of shoes that could be just as expensive or a purse or whatever. For me, I don't mind paying out of pocket because mm-hmm. it, I feel better. She's That's helping a really me good feel point. better. Yep. I have a functional yeah. medicine doctor here locally, and it is more expensive than, mm. than going to a regular doctor would be. And that is a shame. Right, right. But I think that they, I mean, and the other, the other thing that I also get upset about is the traditional doctors all think it's weird that I'm going to this function. They are not as accepting. And I'm usually defending my doctor. I'm like, she also went to med school. She did everything you did, plus more. Plus more. You know, so (laughs) why? So, but they don't like, you know, she treats my thyroid way differently than an an endocrinologist would. And I don't know. No, I totally get it. Somebody in the community a couple of weeks ago said that their doctor told them a functional medicine doctor were quacks. I'm like, that is ridiculous. They are not quacks. That, <laughs> like your doctor said that. I would find another doctor immediately. <laughs> right, right. I mean, so, that's, yeah. that's another thing I discovered, you know, through my years of being alive, that if you don't like your doctor, go see a new one. Yeah. No one is making you stay with that doctor. Yeah. And I've, I've fired many doctors because I didn't yeah. like what they said to me. I didn't like how they treated well, me. Well, we want a doctor that looks at the big picture. And like I said, I'm yeah. not anti-doctor. I love doctors. And all doctors go into the profession because they want to help people. And I know that. And we only know what we know. Right. And so it's, it's when you open your mind up and think, oh, there might be another way of doing this other than what I was trained in medical school sponsored by the pharmaceutical companies. Right, right. Who right. wanted me to prescribe drugs. There are other ways to do things. Anyway. And and also <laughs> I'll get fight. off my soapbox right. now, right? <laughs> but also but but also fight. If they tell you they want to put you on some medication, but why? Why do you want to put me on this? And medication? what are the alternatives and how what can are, I possibly yeah. address this through my eating or yeah. through what I'm doing? Is there a way right. I could take care of this naturally? Exactly. Or Eastern medicine. I mean, I'm right. big in acupuncture. I do different things. I don't say no to anything. I, you know, so anyway, back to, <laughs> back to what it. we were talking about. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so I, um, so like I said, I started, uh, fasting and I right away lost a lot of weight. I think it was probably just a lot of, what is it called? Uh, inflammation, inflammation, water weight. Uh-huh. Water weight. I would have to say I probably lost about 20 pounds within three months or something. Wow. And then I met my boyfriend in the middle of the pandemic. I met the man of my, you know, man of my dreams. Finally, because I had been single, not married up until this point. So, so I met him and fell in love and I just, I love that pandemic love story. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) And it was hard. I, you know, you're getting to know someone. You don't want to be like, I only eat once a day. Oh, that's so bad. You're going to lose muscle, whatever. I wasn't ready to defend myself to that point. And I, and I also hadn't read the small font on your book or, or what you heard, what you said. This is a lifestyle. Right. I 
was mm-hmm. not quite aware of that. So fell off the wagon and I didn't gain the weight right away, but eventually I gained it all back. Right. Right. So then I don't know. I, I, I guess I couldn't get it through my head that this would have to be a lifestyle right. thing. It took me a while it. to understand that. Mm-hmm. So I tried, um, I tried something else. I think I tried Noom to see yep. if I could, you know, fix my brain, fix my psychology and stop thinking I'm being bad. I'm being good. Something like that, you know? Right. And, but while I was doing Noom, I'm like, can I still fast? Like I wanted to do both. Right. I wanted the psychology, but I wanted to fast, you know? And, and again, they weren't that behind it. I mean, they were like, maybe you can try it, but make sure you, whatever. So I wasn't really into it, but then I, I got to a point where I think most of us get to that. I just was like, I need a break from this. I'm mm-hmm. just going to sit back, love myself and just, you know, accept myself and whatever. So fast forward to last November, November of 22, 22. Okay. I get my period after being post-menopause for two years. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> now, were you fasting at that time? I was not fasting yet. Okay. Um, I was... Oh, wait, hold on a second. Was I fasting? No, I was. Okay, so... Okay, I got sidetracked. Okay. So, f- before that, in August of 2022, 2020, uh-huh. I found out that all of a sudden I was diabetic. My okay. numbers had shooted up. My A1C had gone up to 7.6. I had been pre-diabetic and, and I realized it could be because I was in menopause. So okay. the and very how old next, were you at that time? I'm 48 now. So this was That's pretty was early for menopause then. Yeah. Okay. Very early. I think thyroid mm-hmm. can sometimes mess with that. And I think my mom had it very young too. She went early. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And since I didn't have any kids... I just, yeah, it happened okay. quicker. So early, your early menopause early. just tends to run in your family. Yes. Right. Okay. I mean, I was in Perry all of my thirties. Okay. Know, the, the, the flat, the everything, <laughs> you know, so. You know, hormones work together. That's the thing that, that is just like, like the blonde men and the elephant story again. Right. Nothing is really in isolation when, when these hormones are out of whack, the other ones get out of whack too. So very frequently. Yeah. So yeah. everything was just not, not doing well. Not doing well. And I, I started looking into it because I, you know, I think like a lot of women who had horrible periods and pain and all that, I couldn't wait till the day that I wouldn't right. get my period anymore because no one told me how awful or not how awful, but how menopause you deal it's with more so than much your other period. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Nobody said that. You're exactly right. No one told it me. It sounded that. really good. Oh, good. No more periods. Yay. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> You feel like you're PMSing 24 seven or whatever. It's, right. it's, there's so many things, but also when you're not making estrogen anymore, right? Chances of developing high cholesterol, diabetes, all those other things go skyrocket. up. Yeah. yeah. So I was not aware of any of this. So I learned the hard way. Um, so like I said, when I went to my functional medicine doctor and she's like, you have diabetes. I'm like, what? Wow. So she put me on metformin, mm-hmm. which I think I had been fighting that for a while because I, I, you know, I had asthma growing up. I, I thyroid issues. I don't want another issue. Right. But, um, so anyway, so, but August 1st, so the very next day I got this diagnosis, I'm like, I'm going back to fasting because I remember reading the diabetes code by Dr. Jason Fung. And I was like, yep, 
you know, calculation in my head. I am doing this. So I was very good at doing it again. I got, um, I, I really quickly went to 18 hour fasting window. And now I'm even in 20. I do well around 19, 20 hour fast. And when I went back to see her in, I think it was January, I had reversed my diabetes. Wow. Fasting. Yeah. Wow. All the way. That wasn't very long then. No. Just from August to January. Yeah. Reversed. Wow. Diabetes. Yep. Just with a daily eating window approach. And I lost about 25 pounds. Okay. So it was. And were you also doing any kind of hormone replacement therapy with her? Okay. So you didn't start taking any estrogen or anything. No, she has me take the HEA in the morning and pregnenolone at night just for sleeping. Okay. But because, and we've talked about that, but because I had other things going on, we haven't gone there yet, but it's in the back of our minds. We're talking about it, but we're trying other things first. So you lost 25 pounds, but more importantly, you are no longer diabetic just in a matter of really months. Yes. That's amazing. And in the last year and a half of doing fasting, she has lowered my thyroid medication. It went from like 265 and GC or whatever the thing is to 65. So she's lowered 200. So a lot of things improved. Right. But the weight got stopped. So, So now back to November, that's when I had a breakthrough, you know, a cycle. Right, right. Um, and thankfully, you know, did all the tests, nothing's wrong. I think it could have been kind of like the perfect storm of, uh, maybe, which I think I still would get it all the time. The COVID vaccine. I mean, I still get it all the time, but I know that may have interfered. Yeah. There was a lot of talk about, about menstrual cycle irregularities surrounding the the COVID vaccine. So yeah, I I think that's a, a reasonable thing to hypothesize. Right, right. But you had all the tests and there was nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. And, um, but because, you know, the thyroid started working better, maybe it was the last hurrah. Who knows? Who knows? And even there's the theory that I've heard before. We know that things get stored in our fat cells. Yeah. And as we lose weight, our fat cells release things, right? Right, And you you could have had old hormones stored in your fat cells. And who knows? There's so many things that could be happening or maybe your body's, you know, healing hormonally and starts to pump out some weird, you know, oh, here's some estrogen for you. I don't know. Right, right, right. So many possibilities. Exactly. But everything was fine when they checked. And and I also happened to be in Argentina. I had gone home for the first time after the pandemic. Um, and I was with two teenagers that were on their period. So I ah. thought I also got synced with them. Who I knows? think it was all everything, right? <laughs> it's hard to but, say. Our bodies are complicated, I guess, is the, oh, <laughs> the totally. moral of the story. That and there's the so many the variables. <laughs> that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, but then, so now fast forward to this year, 2023 has been one of the most stressful years of my life. Um, I, Everything that could happen, happened. My dad passed away. Oh, I'm so in, sorry. Thank you. In March, um, he ended up getting COVID pneumonia. And yeah, it just, um, you know, and then a couple of weeks before that, I found out that the job I had for 20 years, the contract was awarded to someone else. So I had to find myself another job. So I also went from traveling all the time to being home all the time. Right. And I think my body probably went in some kind of shock. 
about And there's that a because- lot of stress when you change jobs. Oh, yeah. That is and hard. Then, and then finding another job. Thankfully, I was able to find something within the company I'm in, but learning new stuff. I mean, I'm still stressed as right. there's still so much going on. It's been a, it's just been a year where my parents, my friend's parents have gotten sick. Wow. And every time I turn around, someone else died. Or yeah, my sick. dad is not well. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's rough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, and like, I'm, I'm trying to grieve, but then I'm also dealing with work, new right. job, new, you know, um, I had ugh, one of my neighbors, um, right before all this happened, I think she's the one that started. <laughs> this is how all the stress started for me. She committed suicide oh, in no. my neighborhood. Oh my gosh. I know. She, ugh. yeah. That's so, awful. So you really have had a lot going on that just yes. piled up. And our bodies, when we have all this grief and stress and one thing on top of the other, that yep. affects us physically as well. I mean, I have been in a plateau. I have right. not lost any more weight. Um, but the good thing is I haven't gained any weight. Right. So I, I see that as a good thing. And, you know, the last time I went to my doctor, which was a a month ago or something, I thought I already started blaming it on my thyroid meds. I'm like, maybe I need more meds because, you know, right. in the past when I wouldn't be able to lose weight, it was my meds. And she's like, no, you're in menopause. So now I'm finally back in menopause. So this is just regular, you know, a lot of women gain weight during menopause. You and know, when you just told that story, it made me think about Dr. Anna Kabeca. Do you know who Dr. Anna Kabeca th- is? Yeah, I think I remember. She came on the Life Lessons podcast a few times. She actually went through menopause more than one time as well. Oh. Like she was in menopause and then it reversed and then she went through it again. I can't remember all the details, but that just suddenly sparked it for me. Oh, yeah. With her it's, health it's and stress. I think it was stress, stress-related kind of stuff with her. I, mean, I, don't, it, I don't remember all the details, but suddenly like that, that, that is I mean, not stress. something that can't happen. Yeah. I mean, the stress, like I had during all this, like from February to March, just so much was going on for me. I had, um, I started getting like a, like a, like I thought I had a bug bite in my forehead. Right. It just started getting swollen and I had to go to urgent care and they're like, oh, you have cellulitis. Have you heard of that? Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Like an I'm infection? Like, you mean the cellulitis? My leg? No. No, no. Cellulite, one. cellulitis, yeah. two different things. Yeah, like an infection. Cal had cellulitis when he was younger oh related God. to mosquito bites. And I don't know if I ever got bit by something. I still think it was just like a stress release. I think Maybe. it was all the stress I was dealing with. So I had to go on heavy antibiotics that would okay. cover in case I had MRSA. I mean, it was like legit. Wow. I was on four different antibiotics. And... It took a while for this to go down. My whole face got, it was just not fun for, you know, and that's when I had to go back to eating normal because I right. had to take all this the antibiotics. Yes. yes. And I could not wait till I was done with the dose and go back to fasting. So that's when I realized fasting is now my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I will never go back to eating three meals a day. I love, I just, I love fasting. I love how much energy I have. Even though I haven't lost any weight this you lost, year. Yeah, you lost 25 and then stopped. 25 pounds. Yeah, yep. 25. And also... Reverse I diabetes. A, reverse <laughs> diabetes. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and I did take my measurements, how you would always say. Right. Take your measurements. So with, mes- with um, inches, I lost a total of... 
I think 25 inches. Let me wow. See. Yeah. Yeah. That that's is amazing. 25, 23 inches and 25 pounds. So. Okay. And, that's fantastic. And I'm also, and I'm also getting to that point where I don't love the scale. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> this is not giving me what I want. Right. But I'm not, I have my measurements. That's why yeah. I think it's a great idea. Get your measurements because it will save you when the scale is not moving. And I want to really reiterate this for a second. You know, you could feel very discouraged because you know, you've lost 25 pounds, 23 inches. That's a lot, but you're not where you want to be. And you've been plateaued for a year, but you also reversed diabetes and you're not diabetic. And exactly. that is huge. If, if that was the only thing intermittent fasting did, if the only thing intermittent fasting did was reverse diabetes, that is huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, that mm -hmm. is huge. Oh yeah. That's changed your whole health trajectory right there. But it's not even that. Like yeah. I was thinking of other things that have improved. I no longer have migraines. I used Love to it. get migraines, you know, all the time. No longer have migraines. This one is a big one for me. I've been allergic to something my whole life, whether it was grass or pollen or trees or whatever, or dogs. Dogs would give me an asthma attack. Wow. Cats would just give me hay fever and all that. Mm -hmm. No more allergies. I love Everyone that. was complaining this spring. Oh, my eyes are so bad. I'm like, I haven't had allergies this year. I had mm -hmm. the other day, a week ago, I was at a friend's house. Her dog was sitting right next to me. And I, re I realized after an hour and a half, I'm like, wow, I don't even have wheezing. I'm no longer allergic. That's to amazing. To me, that's a huge, that's yeah. that one. And I, and I, and that's, and I, I remember telling everyone with me in the room, I know you all think that fasting is hard to do. Da, 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 da. I can't drink the black coffee. I, I get it, but I'm no longer allergic. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's just, that, that's just amazing because, you know, I suffered with allergies, same for, for so long. And then to not have to take allergy medicine anymore feels like a miracle. I know. I don't, and I mean, it's I, also not hard. That's the thing. You realized when you had to take that antibiotic that going back to eating all day did not feel good anymore. No. You didn't no. want to. Like no. I've, I've said before, you've probably heard me say it. If, if I could flip a switch and suddenly eat all day long and never gain any weight, would I? No, I don't want to. No, no. I mean, I, you know, and I try to change up my hours. You mm -hmm. always say that. So I do try to be more liberal on the weekends, but it's hard. I don't really want to be eating all day. Right. I feel like the minute I eat, I want to go to sleep. Honestly, I'm tired. I Digestion no takes have a lot energy. of energy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And honestly, when it, 20 hours rolls around, I'm not really hungry, but I'm like, no, but I, I have to eat something because right. I'm not going to make it. I haven't done the ADF yet. I have not okay. tried ADF yet. Um, so I don't want to wake up in the, I don't, I, I know I have to eat, so I make myself eat. Yeah. Which I do want to try to change that. Well, next. once the stress is a little out of the way. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. You, The thing about life, you know, yeah. with, with everything and intermittent fasting, let's just th- talk about it through intermittent fasting. We have seasons, right? And as an intermittent faster, you might have seasons of weight loss. You might right. have seasons of maintenance. This has been right. your season of maintenance because you had grief, you had mm-hmm. stress, you had illness. You had all of those things going on in your life. And so your body just said, well, all right, we're going to maintain right now. This is a season of maintenance. And you just cruised along with fasting, meaning you just relaxed into the process and just did what felt good. You didn't push it. But as we, you know, now we're in, by the time this comes out, it's February of 2024. You know, as we get, we're recording this in December, but as you get through the holidays and into the new year and you're comfortable in your job and feeling better, maybe you'll say, okay, this is going to be the season that I try some ADF. Right. Oh yeah. No, I definitely maybe. have that you in the back to, of my head. But you can, yeah. Or try working out maybe. Because <laughs> I haven't really done that either. I have a row I was just looking at my rowing machine. I have a rowing machine that I'm staring at right now. So maybe yeah. start doing that five minutes a day, start slowly. But you know, I yeah, I'm so once I eat I have to do it before I eat because once I eat, I'm, I've been going to bed at 8.30. No, I, I feel it. When the time changes, it's so much harder, isn't it? Because oh, it gets dark. It's so Leaving dark. Leaving work. I know. And uh, I don't travel anymore. So I, I'm dealing with a cold winter here. Yeah. They say it's going to be a, a snowy winter. winter. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But, you know, it's my new reality. I'm here. I'm right. I'm here. So I think that's also my body going through the shock of you're no longer leaving and right. going to different time zones and coming back. And and now I sit in front of a computer mm-hmm. for the most part, most, yep. you know, eight hours straight. So that doesn't help either. You know, I used to be talking to people and yeah. And now you're, you're more sedentary. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. But I, I think the main lesson is you have so many victories. I mean, no more migraines alone. No. I mean, that is like huge. And I have more. I, okay, I tell used, us more. I used, yeah, I used to get like really bad joint pain. And mm-hmm. again, this was kind of like a thyroid issue because I would, I, I don't know if it was low in magnesium. I don't know what it was, but um, no more of that. No more like my feet, you know, the plantar fasciitis. Fasci- yeah, plantar fasciitis. I, I don't even remember what that pain looked like because wow. I haven't got that in forever. Um, and like, let's see, my asthma has improved because I don't get the allergies anymore right. that would make it worse. No more dry skin. I used to get really bad dry skin um, where I would scratch it and then I would end up with all these <laughs> sore, you know, right. no more. I have not seen that in a while. Like I said, my thyroid, less medication. So that's good. And, and my blood work improved all around. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 the, you know, the, the bad things with blood work is stress related. Mm-hmm. So, and that, and that's when I realized stress really does a number to you. Oh, so, it does. It absolutely does. We saw that in the early days of the pandemic, when everyone was suddenly in our Facebook groups, back when we were on Facebook, when people 
who had been maintaining, who had been fine or who had been steadily losing. Now we're under all this crazy stress. Then suddenly people are like gaining weight out of nowhere. They're like, what's happening? I'm like, it's, it's stress, stress and weight gain go together. So really, you know, if you can make it through a really stressful season and maintain, you're actually ahead of the curve versus most people gain the weight during that, oh, yeah. that period of time. So, oh yeah, I mean, I keep thinking if I was if I wouldn't be fasting, I probably would have gained from the amount of I had. This is the most stressful time of my life. Right. I'm 48 years old. This is the most 20. I mean, I can't wait till this year to be over because I, I turn around and something else happened. You know, right? That, that's why I'm okay. I'm happy. I mean, I mm-hmm. it, it it was at first like this past week. I was like, oh. You know, I don't know what I'm going to tell Jen. I got to talk to Jen and I didn't lose a hundred pounds yet. Right. And when I, you know, when I, and when I emailed you and I told you how great I did, that was 2022. I was still doing well, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you know, but I was like, this is life. A lot of other people are struggling the same things I'm struggling with. And it's good to know that fasting is still working. It's doing other things to me. It may not be weight loss, but it's, it's. It's not weight gain either. So that's good. And I think the the big takeaway from every person who has a story similar to yours where, you know, you lose some weight, you have a lot of health victories, but the weight just doesn't fall off till you're a size zero, right? It doesn't do that. Right. Right. But you still, no chance you would be quitting. No. That's the big message that I think is so important, you know. This is not like, you know, something you're doing like it feels like a drag. It makes you feel better. You're happy to do it. You have measurable health improvements and outcomes that are positive that you know would go away if you quit. And so you wouldn't quit. And, you know, there's things you can do over time and maybe you'll lose more weight. and Maybe you won't, but you still are not going to quit fasting. That's in my new book, 28 Day Fast Start Day by Day. I'm holding up an advanced copy now. But by the time this episode is out, the book will be out. I can't wait for this to come out. But the first thing I have people do before they even start is to craft their why and have it be, you know, beyond weight loss. Like for you, reversing diabetes is a powerful why. No more migraines, powerful why. And yeah, weight loss, part of that why. Right, right. And, you know, I think as we all get older, we, we all realize also that it's not about weight loss anymore. We want to be healthy. Yep. You know, what, what, what is my why? I want to be healthy. I don't want to, I don't, I want to live longer and not have, but live a good life. You want to be, uh, you want to be vibrant as long as you can. What's the word? We want to have health span, not yes. just lifespan. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, and I, and I feel amazing. Like my, my, I'm happy. Right. I'm, you know, the energy that I, I feel when at my fastest state, it's, it, I haven't felt it probably ever in my life. So that's that huge. It's the huge, the biggest thing. And that's why I need to use that energy and get on the rowing machine. <laughs> you know, that's next. You yeah. Know, but I go bounce on my rebounder. I love, yeah. I love my rebounder. And I just I go have, jump. And I have the, the, the plate that I got the vibration plate. So yep. I'll try that a few times to sitting right next to it. So I have to do all that, you know, but I would have to say another thing that's funny. When I first started this lifestyle, I, I remember telling myself, I'm just going to, it's okay if I'm a one meal a day. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like you're a one meal a day. I don't right. eat everything in 20 minutes. It's right. like a three hour, four hour thing. But I could, I told myself, once I lose the weight, I'll just go back to eight hour windows. 
but you don't, I don't want, want to. to. No, that, that is so funny because I, I did. I When I was early in my early days, I was like, I want to find the largest window I possibly can that will allow me to maintain my weight with a long. And I'm like, wait, that was crazy. Because yeah. you think you're going to want to do that. Like you have people that are new in the community and they're like, well, okay, so maybe I'll do a 19.5 right now, but what will I be able to do later? And I'm like, you're good. <laughs> You're going to be so surprised at what you want to do later. You're right, not going to believe right. it. You're not going to want to do 16-8 forever. Or maybe you will. That That's a good window for some people, but yeah. it wouldn't be for me. 16-8 is too long for me. No. For day to day. Me too. Once in a while, but then yeah. you're just sluggish all day. So then yeah. you're kind of I don't of feel like, as good. Uh, you're exactly yeah. right. I, I don't want, want to, uh, no desire, no desire. And that's the part that is shocking, yeah. that you will lose that desire. Yeah. You know, you'll yeah. stop telling yourself, I can't eat right now. Instead, you'll finally wake up and say, I don't want to eat right now. And that's when it feels like a miracle. Right, right. You know, I have a friend who always said, like, she's tried fasting and then she, you know, stopped because she couldn't get rid of the black coffee. Which or she, I could, think she couldn't it, stick to black. She couldn't. Yeah. Which I'm like, it's so easy. Well, yeah. I mean, if you buy good coffee, you're fine. That's, that's, you know? that's so important. It's got to be yeah. good coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't drink it black, just cut it with water, cut mm-hmm. it with ice or water, you know, whatever. But anyway, so she, she always says, I just want a magic pill. And I always tell her, this is your magic pill. Yeah. This is magic. Fasting to me is magic. It is so magic. It really is the health plan with the side effect of weight loss. Yes. Now, weight loss is, yeah. is tricky because there are so many things going on in our bodies that determine what our weight is doing. But even if you take weight loss out of the picture completely and just think of fasting as what it's doing for your health. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, you've heard me talk about my husband, Chad, he does intermittent (laughs) fasting. He's, he's the eight hour window guy, but he never needed to lose a pound. Right. Right. But he does it strictly for health reasons. Exactly. And he feels better. Yeah. So, and I really, what I really wanted to say, Jen, because I know we're we're starting to get running out of time and you and I could talk for hours. We could. Yeah. I like, you are my hero. I want to thank you for everything you do for the, the podcast, for the books, the great books you've written and everything, because you made it easy for me. I didn't have to go and look at these research. You know, I, I read the obesity code, but I understood about half of it. You know, I just <laughs> read it because why not? Because you talked about it. Right. But that's what I, everyone that I meet and I tell them I, I'm fasting, I give them your name and I just say, read her book. And that's why I can't wait for your new book to come out because I yeah. think that it is a lot of information at first. Right. And uh, all my friends that I've given it to, I'm like, did you read the book? And they're like, yeah. I'm it's like, a lot. Mm. It's a lot of books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't, I can't, I mean, my sister already bought me your book. She got it right. for me for my birthday back in May. So I can't wait to get my hands on it. Oh, I'm so excited. It's, I yeah. really am proud of the new book. I think it's really going to help a lot of people understand, you know, how to just make it happen and then stick to it and that it's a yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you have, you're my hero. Oh, so. I'm just a teacher who likes to I know. tell people I, things. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that's good. And that's yeah. good. I'm really, really grateful. I'm so grateful that technology has gotten to the point where a teacher with a message can start a podcast in her, you know, spare room and put it out there for people who want to hear it. Right. Right. And, right. and it, that that's what I think is just so amazing that, that we're yeah. able to get the message out that this is life changing. And there's all right. these voices out there that are going to confuse you. But every one of us is a study of one. 
And you can trust how you're feeling and how intermittent fasting makes you feel. So if this, if you hear somebody say this and you're like, well, that's not been my experience. You you go with what, what feels right to you. Your body will let you know. And you're your best advocate. Exactly. You are your best advocate because you are telling us to do this because you did it and it worked for you. It's not that. So that's the other key. We're, We're our best advocate. Another way to, to look at it, when I started doing this, I see it as an experiment. Yeah. I'm doing an experiment, see how I feel. If I don't like it, I'll try something later, something right. else. But yeah. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, I, I, you're so very welcome. I'm really, really grateful to have the opportunity to, to share this because it changed my life like amazingly. Like I can hardly even believe how I struggled before. It's there. I did. It happened. But you know, I haven't been that person. This is my 10th holiday season as an intermittent faster. Wow. So, wow, that's you know, amazing. it's been a long time since I, I had that struggle, but I do deeply, deeply recall it. So yeah. we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Well, remember, this is a lifestyle. This yes. is not something you do in one or two months and then get off of it. This is forever, you know, so just be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Listen to your body. If, you know, there's been plenty of times where I was hungry and after drinking a gallon of water, I still felt hungry. So I was like, okay, I'm breaking my fast now. I'm not going to, yeah, I don't need to get to a certain number. You're not competing with anyone. Mm -hmm. This is for you. So I would just say be kind and be patient because, like I said, this year, even though I didn't lose any weight and it's been the most stressful year of my life, I kept fasting. You did. And, you know, and at the end of the day, I'm happy I did because of all my health, you know, I reversed my diabetes. Yeah. So that's it. Just don't give up and you will appreciate the energy you get, if anything. That is <laughs> so true. If everything fails, you will love that energy that you can do anything. So Yeah. Yeah. And some people, they, they don't realize that they feel the energy. They're like, I haven't felt this energy everybody's talking about. I'm like, well, here's how you know you feel more energy. Take a day where you eat all day and then <laughs> you'll feel so sluggish. You'll realize you do have more energy. Yes. yes. It, it's not, it's not like more energy. Like you feel crazy. It's right. just in comparison of the like pre IF energy versus post IF energy. And if right. you can't, if you don't realize it, take a day off, take the weekend off and then you'll be like, oh yeah, there now I see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the contrast. Yeah. yeah. No more and afternoon listen to your slumps. Body. Right. Listen to your body. Just, you know, maybe after you eat, ask yourself, how do I feel now? Right. Oh, I'm tired. I'm yawning a lot. Yeah. Does that happen during the day while you're fasting? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Florencia, thank you so much for sharing your story. And you did such a great job telling it. Thank you. Thank you. And again, thank you, Jen. You're my hero. So thank you. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on.
Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Murder on My Mind, a new podcast available exclusively on Wondery Plus, explores the circumstances leading up to the murder of two young men and the mistrials of the man accused of killing them. Up-and-coming rapper YNW Melly gained notoriety in the hip-hop world for his shocking lyrics and criminal exploits. When two of his best friends were gunned down in a drive-by shooting, investigators suspected the young rapper staged the scene. But after not one, but two trials that ended in hung juries and new evidence that may place YNW Melly at the scene of the crime, his trial has been paused indefinitely. With countless twists and turns, Law and Crime covers all angles of the case and begs the question, is this young artist the victim of a witch hunt or a silver-tongued devil who's evil to the core? Listen to Murder on My Mind exclusively and ad-free on Wondery+. Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.